to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Wherever you are in the world or the USA, welcome to the Paul McGuire Report. On today's program, I want to look at the Nazis, Adolf Hitler, and how this evil, diabolical influence not only was set to conquer all of Europe, but it was set eventually to conquer the United States of America, Great Britain, Russia, and the world. So why did the Nazis have such a head start uh, on the rest of the world? What secret knowledge did they have, or did they? What kind of technology did they have? Where did they get the mysterious financing that was upwards of trillions of dollars to, to run their military budget? Who, who guided, who advised Adolf Hitler, who even his top generals believed that he was demon-possessed? And after all, all the top echelon of the Nazi party and the Nazi military and the Nazi scientists, all of the top echelon of the Nazis and Adolf Hitler were members of very dark, evil, satanic secret societies. And they were Satanists, and they were in the Vril Society and the Thule Society. In fact, it was the Vril Society and the Thule Society that actually put Hitler in power and trained Hitler to do what he did. But then a mysterious thing began to happen towards the end of World War II. And this mysterious thing was that our government, our intelligence agencies, and other nations in the world began a secret clandestine program to to smuggle the very top of the top Nazi rocket scientists, Nazi mind-controlled scientists, uh, sneak them into the United States of America and make them at the top and in the very center of our military-industrial complex. Now, one name you probably know, and that's the famous Nazi rocket scientist, Werner von Braun, who not only was the guy that, that pioneered the V-2 rocket, and the V-2 rocket was a, was a deadly rocket that the Nazis used to, to attack Great Britain and France and its enemies. And by the way, I, I do a deep dive into this uh, knowledge area, because I've been doing a deep dive in this knowledge area for decades, not just like last week or last year. For decades, I've been doing a deep dive in this category of research, because if you open this door properly, it opens up many mysterious doors, and it answers many mysterious questions. The whole, the whole enigma behind who the Nazis really were versus what you've been told they were. So we're going to take a deep dive together on this. And by the way, in my book, that's at the printer now, thank God, uh, Power From On High, as part of my personal exploration regarding Power From On High, I not only examined God's supernatural power in the Bible, such as the power of the Holy Spirit, power from on high. But I compare and contrast the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, I compare it and contrast it with being in the New Age and the occult movements for over 15 years, 
and I compare it and contrast it with things like the Nazi thrill power, uh, the Thule power, and the secret, the top secret occult power that they didn't want uh, the average pudding head Wilson in America to know about, or Europe. The secret power that the Nazis had that takes you all the way to deep under Antarctica, where Hitler had a massive submarine base, and he built, with the help of the Thule Society and the Brill Society, he built a <clears throat> the beginnings of a deep underground super city, deep under Antarctica, that used futuristic science and technology that had not been invented and some people still don't think it's invented today. So my book talks about this. Why? Because if you're on a pursuit for truth, you can't approach a pursuit for truth like most, you know, uh, evangelical Christians, Bible-believing Christians, you know, the sorority girls and the fraternity boys type of school. You can't go into it with that mindset. You have to pursue truth with a vengeance. Now I'm talking about law-abiding, peaceful vengeance. I'm talking about spiritual vengeance, spiritual warfare. You have to go at it with a force that's greater than the opposing forces that are attempting to lock you out from discovering its secrets. See, most Christians have no clue what the Bible teaches us about this very factor. I mean, you read the book of Proverbs. It's all about knowledge. And what does it say when you dig deep in the book of Proverbs? It talks about crying out for wisdom, pursuing wisdom with a passion, and I'm paraphrasing, a vengeance. It doesn't talk about God's people having a, a you know, sweet little lamb type thing with the Lord. The Lord is telling his people, I want you to pursue knowledge and truth with everything in you. Most Christians don't know what that means. They're too busy playing Chuck E. Cheese time and uh, playing church. Whereas the devil's crowd doesn't play church. They play for domination of planet Earth and domination of your mind and your children's mind for a hundred generations to come, should the Lord tarry. So you need to hear this. This is not doom and gloom. This is like your ultimate reality check to set you free. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Grab yourself a copy while they're still in stock of Power from On High. Take advantage of the uh, the discount price um, and save money and, and turn on your mind in a good way and your spirit. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Paul McGuire. What I'm about to tell you now, I've told you over the years on the Paul McGuire Report, and to varying degrees, I've talked about, I talked about it in my books, including the new book, Power from On High. And in this new book, I open the door, and I take the deepest dive I've ever taken into mining the truths. And when you mine the truths, you have to move past the dark truth and you have to pursue the, the, the truth of the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Otherwise, you can't understand. And you see, right now, we live in a social system called America, and most people cannot understand. They don't have the most rudimentary understanding of what reality is, what the purpose of reality is, and what reality is designed for. I mean, I'm talking about Christians who should know what reality is for. They don't. And in my book, Power from One High, I, I open up in a biographical sense to my early childhood in an atheist agnostic home and my pursuit of truth by studying Aldous Huxley, author of Brave New World, advocate of the psychedelic drug mescaline, and author of uh, Heaven and Hell and the Doors of Perception. And Huxley was a pivotal player in the development of uh, the Nazi MK Ultra program. What is the Nazi MK Ultra program? Very simply, it was the usage by the Nazi scientists, the Nazi mind control scientists. MK Ultra was their usage of a formula called pain, drugs, hypnosis. The drug primarily was mescaline, but even more so, it was the powerful psychedelic drug LSD which in the right circumstances <clears throat> could shatter your mind so they could re-engineer it and put it back again and program you the exact way they wanted to program. Heavy, heavy stuff, but all true. As I list in my books, uh, and the new book especially, Power From One High, I just did a partial listing of all the huge uh, Hollywood box office hits with major stars major star, episodic television, that all have heroes or heroines that are MKUltra programmed people, like the, the Bourne identity. Bourne, uh, the name comes after a Dr. Peter Bourne, who, as I recall, was the psychiatrist to President Jimmy Carter, a mind control expert. But the whole idea is that the, the, the superpowers, the superintelligence, <clears throat> the the super soldier attributes that are displayed in the movie The Born Identity are all MK. It's all MK Ultra stuff. That's how they build build a super soldier. Now, <clears throat> so they shatter the mind with a variety of techniques. They amplify that with uh, LSD repetition, more classic uh, mind control procedures, and they can erase personalities, they can erase your identity, give you a brand new identity, and it's very common for people that they select when, when they're young kids uh, to be candidates of an MK Ultra program. It's very common for the kids that they select and, and develop that these kids uh, will know fluently, they'll be able to read and write six different languages. They all have incredible abilities in not only athletics and mathematics and engineering, classical poetry, and a diverse education. And so they're geniuses. And then their physical abilities are off the charts. Their ability to uh, go for endless days without sleep, their ability of maintaining a heightened awareness and perception in the battlefield, wherever that may be. So the Nazis had this perfected. and. And Russia wanted in on it, and Britain wanted in on it, and America wanted in on it. But here's the mysterious 
wall of secrecy. Great Britain, basically, along with America and to some degree Russia, were already in on the secret Nazi MKUltra program. They were key players in developing it. So our world, and, and Christians don't understand this, and until they understand this, they will not be able to win the spiritual battle for the hearts and souls of mankind in their own families, their own lives, their own nation, and their, and their own world. They can't win a battle unless they have a real knowledge of the battlefield. And the battlefield is in the mind, the heart and mind of people. And it's critical that you, the listener, many of you have been listening to me for years, and you've heard me talk about it, but I've kept pursuing research in this esoteric area because the Lord told me to. And the deeper I go and the deeper I dive, the more I find out. And what I find out is critical. It's absolutely critical to understanding the, the nature of how to win and turn the tide of the spiritual battle for America and the world and to bring in the last day's soul harvest. So let's, let's reframe your mind, to use a psychological term. We are all, your children, your grandchildren, you, your friends, your neighbors, whatever, Christians, non-Christians, we are all under a hurricane assault of New Age, demonic teach teachings, satanic ideas, aberrant sexual immorality and images, and it's just like an un—it's a relentless assault on our mind and subconscious, and it's designed to pull us away from Jesus Christ. Now, for, for a long time, for 75 years at least, Christians have merely thought that this battle was their own internal battle with sin and temptation, or their children's battle with sin and temptation, or our society's battle with sin and temptation. So let's take, for example, the bombardment and assault on our children's minds beginning in first grade. Beginning in first grade, by exposing them to graphic, hardcore, triple X adult videos that features everything and beyond that. Because they're trying to get your kids hooked on it, to make it their own. You understand? And parents are just starting to find out about it, thank God for that, and they're starting to speak out, and they're being attacked. But once parents, even non-Christian parents, once they see the stuff they're being exposed to, and the new rules for the men's room and the girls' room and all the rest of that stuff, they're, they're rightfully concerned. But in order to win this battle, you've got to be careful what you say, and you've got to be even more careful about what you don't say. So you don't say everything you know all the time. You don't go to a parent-teacher meeting and let the cat out of the bag. You'll blow their minds. They can't handle it. They'll, they'll categorize you as a conspiracy nut, and then you've lost a battle, an important battlefield. You've got to learn how to zip your lips and only release critical knowledge in a cogent, powerful way that they can handle. Otherwise, you overload, especially Christians, you overload their minds. You understand what I'm saying? The real purpose of this uh, assault on our children's minds, etc., is to shatter the mind. Hear, hear what I'm telling you. I'm telling you a scientific truth. The real agenda behind these super hardcore uh, sex education classes going on in 
classrooms and media, etc., is to shatter the mind. The younger, the better. So take all the morals, take all the belief systems that were at least remotely tied to, to biblical thinking. And in the case of Christian parents who, who tried to at least instill some biblical and Christian values in their children, their children, their grandchildren, our society, our neighbors, etc., to whatever minimal degree still has a remnant of a biblical paradigm, a biblical worldview left in their hearts and minds. And it says to them, because the law of God, anointed by the Holy Spirit, convicts people of sin. I was raised in an atheistic, secular humanist household. My parents were intellectuals, artists, painters, thinkers, authors, and they would debate for hours, and they would always, you know, teach me to hate Christianity, teach me to hate the Bible, etc. And they taught me that Christianity was anti-joy, anti-love, and anti-sex. And uh, that Christianity is none of those things. It's just there's a time and place for everything. Now, uh, what I didn't quite understand back then was the full landscape of the reality that I was dealing with, because this started to, to emerge as an epiphany in the landscape of my mind in third grade, when I read Aldous Huxley's book, Brave New World, and George Orwell's book, 1984. And Huxley was talking about this technological utopia, kind of like the, the, the Great Reset, where people were encouraged to have wild, orgiastic, drug sex, and there's no family, no woman gives birth to a child, but no husband, no wife. All the dreams of the social engineers trying to reboot our society into uh, an antichrist system is personified in Huxley's book, Brave the World. But most people don't understand that one of the primary principles in scientific mind control, in social engineering, and in brainwashing, and Huxley lays this out, and and, uh, George Orwell of 1984 lays this out, is you have to shatter the mind. You have to shatter the pre-existing paradigm of thought, perception, and belief system. So one of the ways you do that is with LSD, sleep deprivation, uh, rock and roll music, and other kinds of music, uh, films, television, etc., etc. Even things as seemingly harmless as these TV shows like The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. You know, there's just a steady stream of sexually immoral messages that are saying to the audience on the subconscious level, this hyper-promiscuous sex that we're exposing you and your daughter and sons to right now on television, we're programming them in their subconscious mind to believe that this kind of promiscuity is the new normal, and anybody who's not in on this kind of sexual activity, is not normal. Or they may use a softer disparaging term called, well, all they do is have vanilla sex. And and vanilla sex, of course, is a derogatory term for uh, what was once considered normal sex. And, and, And you need to have the new normal, which is everything under the sun and more. And it's not necessarily good for you. Okay, so chattering the mind, social engineering, 
And so in some seemingly innocuous programs like The Bachelor and The Bachelor and many other programs are pumping this into the subconscious mind, programming it into generation after generation. What does that do? It causes, it's like a domino effect in the subconscious mind of human beings. One domino falls, all the dominoes fall. What the goal is by these Nazi mind control scientists who pass their their techniques on to American social engineers, what, what the goal is, is to shatter the existing template of the mind and replace it with a great reset or a new normal or whatever. And it's, it's, it's almost a violent psychological process. Now, I've been talking about this and warning people about this, and I delve into it in my book, Power From One Eye, and the other books, Conquering the Matrix, A Prophecy of the Future of America, The Greatest Battle, etc. I'm teaching millions of people about this so they can win the spiritual battle. And, you know, I, I, the, 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 the anticipated response that I often get, especially from Christians uh, and non-Christians, is they get angry, they get upset, they call me a conspiracy theorist, and I don't care. I literally don't care what they think. And you say, why? Because they have no idea why they think the way they think. They spent no time doing any homework. Their opinion doesn't deserve a hearing. Because they've invested zero time in doing research. Do you understand what I'm saying? So why would I care what an idiot, how an idiot would evaluate um, research that's taken me a lifetime to accumulate? Why would I care? I care for one reason, the agape love of Jesus Christ and compassion. But I I don't care on an intellectual level. I simply don't, and you shouldn't either. Who cares if an idiot makes fun of you for and calls you a conspiracy theorist? I mean, if that's the, the, the height of your persecution, be thankful to God. Okay, now, so, especially when I used to talk about people, when I first began this research, you know, nobody knew about the Born Identity, MK Ultra. Some people had seen the first movie, The Manchurian Candidate and stuff, but basically people thought this was conspiracy theory stuff, and, and, they, and they didn't know how to handle it, so they just outright rejected it. But I don't give up easy, and neither should you. To win a war, you you draw on the power of Christ, and you stand your ground. And you also conduct yourself as an ambassador in Christ, so with hopefully some grace and dignity. Okay, so there was a famous uh, mind-control psychiatrist, world-famous. But everybody didn't know he was a mind control psychiatrist. They just thought he was, you know, a good guy psychiatrist. All right. And it's very interesting that I knew he was a mind control scientist, as were others like Mangala and many others. The, the guy who was head of McGill University, who ended up becoming the, uh, the head of uh, psychology globally for the World Health Organization, who. So this guy. Uh, who, who was developed through the MK Ultra program. So I'm giving you documentation. I have documentation in the book, and I had documentation when I would debate people because they'd be blabbing on about, you know, the benefits of the good psychiatrists, you know, and ignoring. I mean, there are good psychiatrists. There are good doctors, too. But there's also that select few that are evil. 
just as it is in any profession. So um, in the 1950s and the 1960s, the U.S. military-industrial complex conducted a secret operation called Operation Paperclip, where they smuggled into the U.S. Um, the highest-ranking Nazi mind-control scientists, the highest-ranking Nazi rocket scientists, and the highest-ranking Nazi biological warfare, chemical warfare scientists. Got it? Got a clear picture of that? Because it's going to tell you everything you need to know about what's happening in our world in America today. But you got to pay attention. And it's also in the book, Power from One Time. Okay, so America recruited the chemical scientist, Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, to continue his research in what, what field? Chemical warfare, biological warfare. Why would that be important? Well, look what's happening now, all around you. And Gottlieb would go on to be the head of the most infamous and secretive CIA projects in U.S. history, popularly known today as MKUltra. So this nice guy, according to all his neighbors and friends, this ni- and I think his kids, this nice guy, uh, uh, mind control scientist, is also uh, uh, a biological warfare scientist and a, and a chemical warfare scientist. And he in the process of developing the, M- the CIA's MK Ultra mind control technique, he would perform the most grotesque, horrific, and monstrous and inhuman experiments on unwitting humans that literally turned uh, U.S. citizens and U.S. children into guinea pigs for disturbing and often nightmarish and deadly tests, the same horrific MK Ultra tests that the evil Dr. Mengele's uh, conducted on the, the, the people, the Jews and non-Jews, that were forced by the Nazis to be experimented on in all the Nazi concentration camps. They performed the most satanic and, and inhuman experiments on people. It, it's so evil. So sadistic, so satanic, so be- a- a bone chilling that I-, I-, I can't even verbally tell you what they did. I mean, if you want to do your research, do your research. But I, I have great difficulty even speaking it because it's not cute. It is, it is, if you don't believe in hell after reading what this guy did and his associates, then you're a fool. We got a lot of fools in the Christian church. Okay, now. So, what did we find out? Gottlieb was given um, a, uh, what was called, you, you know, they gave James Bond a license to kill. Well, Dr. Sidney Gottlieb was given a license to kill people uh, when he conducted his brutal experiments. And his favorite drug to dose people with was LSD. And Gottlieb, in the 40s, was convinced LSD could be used to manipulate and mind-control individuals, make captured spies, confess, and he believed LSD could uh, give him the power to reprogram their entire personalities, which he did all of these things successfully, and MKUltra does all of these things successfully. Now, Gottlieb not only performed cruel experiments on countless numbers of unknowing American citizens, 
but he worked side by side, lovey dovey, with Nazi war criminals for the entirety of the project, Operation Paperclip. Using techniques of torture and testing that were conducted in Nazi concentration camps on prisoners. This, this guy is vomit from hell. But he was dignified most of his life until a researcher told his story. A guy named Stefan Kinzer authored a book where he starts to, to uh, expose who Dr. Sidney Gottlieb really was. Okay, and he was uh, Kinzer spent over 20 years working for The New York Times and other publications doing intensive research on uh, Dr. Sidney Gottlieb and other, others of these Nazi mind control scientists and, and the ones that come out of the United States and, uh, and uh, Canada. And he was he was he was a monster. Yet he was. He cooked. He always prepared the best organic food for himself. He would. He would. He would. His neighbors, his friends. I believe he had children. His children. They all thought he was a very unusually compassionate, polite, courteous, loving, decent man with the highest levels of integrity. But secretly, he was a monster. He was an antichrist, as were. Many, many other of these Nazi mind control scientists, especially Dr. Mengele's, who specialized, as Gottlieb did, in the most brutal child torture, dismemberment, decapitation experiments, because they like to reprogram the personalities of young children when they're really young, and they do, do it through psychotic, brutal sexuality and torture and pain that's off the charts. And that's what's secretly going on in our world. And Christians need to wake up and, and come out of their silly, putty, fake, bogus, I didn't interpret the Bible properly, idiocy, and call it Christianity. Quit blaming your institution, institutionalized stupidity on the God of the universe and the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. Quit misinterpreting his word. Quit modeling, in a bad sense of the word, the gospel in front of non-believers. Quit being an idiot, a moron, and quit being a town fool in the way you project Christianity to our culture. And then you ask yourself, well, I can't, I can't understand. I guess it's the last days. It's been the last days, bozo, since the very beginning of the Apostle Paul and the early church. Read my lips. The last days. These people write me. And, and they mean well. But if they actually read their Bible before they would critique me, or studied before they would critique me, it would do them a great service and me a great service. Because I get these, these idiotic intellectual theological challenges like, the Bible says, which it doesn't, that there can be no uh, revival in the last days. Oh, really? The Bible says that? Where? The Bible doesn't say that. In fact, it says the opposite. All right. So the other thing is, they proclaim this as if it was Orthodox Christian doctrine, and it's not. It's not. Because the whole point is that God wants to give his people biblical, not lunatic power from on high, biblical power from on high, and a strong knowledge of the Word of God. That's how we win our world uh, for Jesus Christ. 
we are fighting. You have to understand something. You have to wake up again out of your silly putty caricature of biblical Christianity. What does it say in, in the book of Revelation and throughout the Bible and the book of Ephesians? It tells us, you and me, as Christians, read Revelation, that we're in an all-out war. <clears throat> we're in the latter part of the last days, and you and I and the Christian church, the true Christian church, we are in an all-out war against principalities and powers, Satan, mystery Babylon, demonic powers of all kinds. The Nazis were baptized in occult demonic power as they imbibed in the Antichrist spirit of the Thule Society and the, and the Avril Society, etc. The energizing force and the knowledge base that gave Hitler and the Nazi scientists the, the great uh, leap ahead in progress uh, militarily and with weaponry and MKUltra, etc., was the fact that they were in regular community. Hitler and his uh, scientists were in regular communication with uh, Nazi spirit guides, Nazi clairvoyants, the Vrilyam maidens. Uh, they were getting downloads from demonic powers and principalities and powers uh, on how to create interdimensional weapons. And all this stuff, like MKUltra, it comes from ancient sorcery. In fact, it comes from sources like uh, the ancient Tibetan Book of the Dead, which teach, teaches psychedelic drugs and, and uh, MKUltra mind control techniques. So Christians need to wake up out of their slumber, out of this, you know, God did not create you to be a stooge, as in three stooges. God created you. But the kingdom of God is not a matter of blah, 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 blah. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And verifiable power, power with integrity, power that lines up with the scripture, not bozo the clown power. God has given us a job to do. The Nazification of America began in the late 1950s. They, they were given positions of power in the highest laboratories, the highest universities, the highest military research centers. They were promoted to the top dog at Stanford and MIT and, and on and on and on to unlimited budgets to produce rockets, mind control, biological, chemical warfare, so that the occult satan satanic Nazis that were secretly networking with the occult, satanic, globalist elite and the billionaire trillionaires that are putting together the Great Reset, and you can trace the Great Reset back to the Nazis. Got it? All right, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. I need you. You read um, in the book of Genesis how God analyzed why the people of ancient Babylon had so much monetary power, so much occult power, so much uh, technological power. The reason they were so powerful, the people of ancient Babylon, among other things, at the time of the Tower of Babel, is because when God came down to analyze why, why they had this power, why they were able to build the uh, Tower of Babel, it was because God said, because they came together as one. They were unified. So their unholy unity, their, their coming together as one, 
amplified their intellectual, spiritual, technological, and scientific power. So what God is telling us in the account on Babel, which means literally gate of God or gate of the gods. So if the Tower of Babel was indeed not a stargate or an interdimensional portal, which allowed the entrance of fallen angels and demonic powers to come into the earth, then why did they name it the Tower of Babel or Babel, which means literally the gate of God, the gate of the gods, or a portal? They specifically named the Tower of Babel or Babel, gate of God or gate of the gods, because its primary function, like CERN, was to open an interdimensional portal. Um, which allowed demonic powers to enter the physical realm of Earth. And so, it's not an accident. I need you to track with me and quit playing Stooge Town. I need you to track with me. God thought that that lesson on unity and oneness was so vitally important that, that he points it out to you and me in his word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is not encouraging us to get involved with false, ecumenical, globalist religion unity. He's saying no to that, but he's saying to unity within the true body of Christ, love one another if you are my disciples. By this will all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So, and functioning is one. It's a, it's a four, as the military says, Certain technologies, techniques can be in the military battlefield what's called force multipliers or enhancers. So, either for evil or for good or God, unity and coming together as one functions as a spiritual battle force multiplier. So, God points that out to us, and he expects us to read his word, remember it, and then apply it. So what happens on the day of Pentecost? The church comes together. Why does the church come together? Because Jesus told them to go tarry into Jerusalem until the Father sends them a promise of the Spirit or power from on high. So they come together as one. Now notice that in ancient Babylon, they came together as one to build the evil demonic portal known as the Tower of Babel. But Notice that in the New Testament, the soon-to-be-born supernatural body of Christ comes together as one in unity and seeks the Lord as one. So we're introducing a spiritual force multiplier into the equation. As they're crying out to God and seeking God, as Jesus commanded them to, the force multiplier kicks in because they're coming together as one, seeking God, and then Bam! With, with a, a, a dynamite, because the word dunamis comes from dynamite, like dynamite power, detonation, or explosion. All of a sudden, they're clothed with power from on high, the disciples. All of a sudden, God pours out his Holy Spirit, power from on high, on all the disciples as they're meeting as one. And that term, power from on high, literally means the dunamis, the dynamite explosion detonation force of God, which rips apart in the spiritual dimension 
uh, it rips apart the demonic powers and the principalities and powers and the uh, demonic strongholds. And it supercharges God's people, it releases the angelic armies, and it anoints and clothes every one of God's people as they enter spiritual warfare to be clothed with power from on high. Notice that when you travel all the way back to the book of Genesis and you read the account of Adam and Eve, notice that Adam and Eve had all these supernatural powers and could live forever in paradise or the Garden of Eden. And they were naked. That means they had no clothes, obviously. But they weren't ashamed. They weren't embarrassed because they, their clothing was the radiant glory of God. You have to think about that for a moment. They were clothed with the radiant glory of God until Adam and Eve rejected God's word, ate of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. A fall of man occurred, and all of a sudden, pow, they realized that they were naked. And when they realized they were naked, that radiant glory of God or power from on high, they were clothed with power from on high. Now they were naked, Adam and Eve, and they were embarrassed. And so, consequently, they were embarrassed, ashamed, afraid, and fearful of the devil and the demons. So let's flash forward to where we are in the last days. Although God poured out power from on high on his church, somewhere along the way, over the last several thousand years, we lost that power to the degree that we should have it. Just like Adam and Eve, Lost their, they were clothed with power from on high, but when they lost it, they went into the fear mode, the afraid mode, the embarrassed mode, the ashamed mode, the powerless mode. The same thing happens in the church as you go through the generations. In the upper room, God clothes them with power from on high, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. But we get up into our time period because of indoctrinated unbelief through the school systems, the universities, and specifically through the Frankfurt School Marxist professors, who were also operational in, in Germany in 1917. The church has been brainwashed into not believing in the supernatural power of God. They've been brainwashed into not believing and rejecting power from on high. And so they have become weak, like Adam and Eve. They're frightened, like Adam and Eve. They're aware that they're naked like Adam and Eve, and they're running from the devil instead of advancing. How do we know that God wants us to advance? Don't ask me such a dumb question. God wants us to advance because Jesus Christ plainly said the words to you and me and every true Christian. Jesus said these words to us, occupy until I come. Well, that's a synonym for advance spiritually. Advance in your law-abiding legal spiritual warfare and occupy the land until I come, in terms of the return of Jesus Christ. It's really simple. That's our assignment. It is not our assignment before Jesus to walk around butt naked and to do what Adam and Eve did. Uh, uh, I feel, uh, you know, what Adam and Eve did is your typical seeker-friendly counterfeit theology on how to solve a problem with man's thinking and man's ability versus truly solving the problem with the supernatural power of God. So Adam and Eve have a brilliant idea. They're naked, they're embarrassed, they're ashamed, they're powerless. So what do they do? 
they recognize that they have for the first time, don't get offended because you have them too. They recognize for the first time that they had genitals, different kinds of genitals. And they were embarrassed and ashamed because they were naked. And so they, they used their human mind and came up with the idea of covering up their nakedness or their genitals with uh, fig leaves. As if that solved the problem, because it didn't. People still knew they were naked. They just looked ridiculous with, with a leaf in front of their you-know-whats. So um, that didn't work. It doesn't work today. The Church of Jesus Christ today doesn't necessarily use fig leaves to cover up their nakedness. But this is what the Church of Jesus Christ uses today to cover up their nakedness and their powerlessness and their state of fear consciousness. They um, try to cover their nakedness with psychological, humanistic, motivational theories. They try to cover up their nakedness through meditation exercises, yoga exercises, opening their chakras, which are demonic portals in the body. And instead of getting the authentic, biblical, and legitimate power from on high, that God offers the church in the Bible, the seeker-friendly modern church, Bible-believing church, rejects the real deal, power from on high, clothed with power from on high. They reject that, and instead, they, they seek the demons through demonic rituals, demonic exercises, and they summon the kundalini, uh, demonic spirit, demonic energy, to cover their nakedness. So they need supernatural power, but they don't go with God's supernatural power. They go after Kundalini Yoga, the spirit of Kundalini, which is a counterfeit. I know. I talk all about this in my book, Power from One Eye, because I spent 15 years in the New Age and meditation, cosmic consciousness, and majoring an altered state of consciousness and stuff like that. So we're not going to turn the spiritual battle around right now in America by using. Demonic power. I mean, how stupid is that? I mean, it's really fundamentally insane, wouldn't you say? Okay, let's, let's, the rubber meets the road. We either win the battle or we perish. You want to know how we perish? Read your history book. Read my book, Power from On High, and my other books. I tell you exactly what happens to a culture when it goes into a free fall. Look all around at America. This is not the will of God. We need to hit the brakes hard, but be in control of the car. And we need to take back our nation, take back our children, take back ourselves, take back our Constitution, take back our Bill of Rights. How do we do that? We need a force multiplier. Did you hear what I said? We need the same thing that God told all of his people about, that he observed. God, yes, the Creator observed in the account of the Tower of Babel in ancient Babylon that the force multiplier that the people of Babylon had in ancient Babel was they came together as one, they came together in unity, and, and they came together, and their unity and oneness was a force multiplier. Well, God didn't leave us out. We got that on the day of Pentecost, when God gave us power from on high. But a couple of great awakenings and uh, biblical revivals ago, such as, you know, people say, well, we can't have a great awakening, a biblical revival. Oh, really? Well, what would you call the Protestant Reformation. It was the largest, most powerful, biblical, great awakening and revival since the Upper Room. And then we had the first great awakening in America, the second great awakening in America, 
and then smaller biblical revivals and biblical great awakenings. So God has not left us naked in the spiritual battle that we're currently in. Did you get that? That's why I I spent three years praying to the Lord, seeking God, crying out to God, reading his word, asking God, Lord, give me your truth. Give me your word so I might teach it to your people and, and give them the power to have victory. And after three years of seeking the Lord's face and agonizing in prayer and crying out to God, the Lord revealed to me biblical truths that I already knew, but, but kind of like forgot them a little bit. You know what I'm talking about when you know the truth, but you kind of buried it underneath the garbage or whatever? I forgot the, the vital importance of the truth that God already taught me. What an idiot I am. So thank God the Lord gave me a godly wife. And uh, we were talking about the title of the book. We talked about power from one night. And instantly we both knew this is what the church needs now. A return to biblical authority, power from on high, and we need to be able to tangibly connect power from on high with physical, real-world reality, spiritual warfare that's law-abiding, peaceful. And together, now here's where we get the force multiplier. We would be walking around in a daze, not getting much done. That's what we would, That's how it would play out. Except the Holy Spirit began to deal with you listening, and you listening out there in the Paul McGuire Report audience. The Holy Spirit began to deal with you, as he did with me, and all of a sudden you realized you need to come together with God's people, even if it's electronically, and cry out to God and pray until you receive power from on high. What we need now is the kicker, the ignition switch. And God has told us what it is. We have to come together in unity. We have to uh, be clothed with power from on high. We have to become one in the Holy Spirit. And when we do that, when we, we use the force multiplier of unity and coming together as one, guess what happens? God's ignition switch is activated, and God pours out a biblical and authentic revival and third great awakening upon his church in the last days. And this, this rotten doctrine from hell, which is nothing more than demonic fatalism dressed up as rightly dividing the word, is right from the pit of hell. This idea that it's fatalistic and we're doomed and we're cursed and there's nothing we can do but sit here until we're beheaded is, is a doctrine of demons worse than anything I think I've ever heard. And it comes right from the pit of hell. It's time to occupy until he comes. And you know, you've got to equip yourself with knowledge. So you've got a choice. You can read books like mine, which give you the knowledge. You can read the Bible. You can read selectively other good books from good authors out there. And you cry out to God, and you learn about power from on high. And then you own it, man. You own it in unity. You own it, and you decide, I'm not going to let America go to hell in a handbasket. Not on my watch. I'm not going to let it happen. And then some wise, you know what, will say, well, who gave you the authority to do that? Okay, wise guy. Jesus Christ, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, gave me the authority to do that. In the Bible, Jesus says, I gave you the authority. I gave you the authority. Whatever you ask me in Jesus' name, it will be done for me by my Father who is in heaven. So you've been given the authority 
by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Okay, I need your help. We got a rally. We need the force multiplier. Sit on your butt or take the land. That's the choice is yours. If you want to take the land, then join me. Spiritual wars take financial backing. I need you to go to the Lord. After you've sought him with for power from on high, I need you to cry out to God, to be clothed with power from on high, to 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 get to study his word. And I need you to seek God and ask him, how much does he want you to contribute financially and with your donations to Paradise Mountain Church and Paul McGuire Ministries? And then whatever God tells you to do, no excuses. You radically obey him as you would in any other area. You simply obey God. Whatever he tells you to give, however often he tells you to give, you give. Because here's your alternative. The nation free falls into Nazi Germany 2.0, and you know the rest of the story. It's not going to happen. We have to use our force multiplier, but a war has to be financed. So go to the Lord and obey him. That's all I ask. And then pray for me, this ministry, my family, the people associated with this ministry, and engage in intercessory warfare for the work that we're doing, because we're fighting principalities and powers. And I need your prayers. And then I need you to do some hard work in the physical, real-world, reality dimension. I need you to spread our links, spread our messages far and wide. I need you to join our social media, like our social media, follow our social media. Um, It's free, so become a subscriber. It's free, our social media. Get on our prophetic e-blast list, our our Roku channel, Facebook. The number because they've been rigging me for I don't know heavy duty six years now, <clears throat> so all my numbers are fake because they're rigging them. And you know you need numbers, you need followers to, to function as battering rams to to gain access to territory so you can preach the gospel. So I need need you to help me in that area by joining, subscribing, liking, etc., and partnering with me. You know, not like playtime partner. That's that's like fake unity. Not playtime partner, like like partners through the blood of Jesus Christ. And together, you and I will take back the land. It's just that simple, because it's not over yet. Thank you for listening to the Paul McGuire Report today. Spread far and wide, and visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Remember this. When you're clothed with power from on high, the evidence of that is not acting like a lunatic. Let, let me just say that for starters. The evidence of being clothed with power from on high is the gifts of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, the holiness of God, faith, freedom from fear, and all the things the Bible promises. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire.